0: Dream as Jackie Welcome to Chucked. My name is Austin Charles, and we have a special guest here today. Uh, my dad texted me this morning, and he is has been under under the weather. If you were at the 11:30 service, apparently he lost his voice, and so a few of us have been kind of scrambling to fill in these last few days of the these first few days of the work week. <laughs> and uh, so on on deck today, you you might have. Heard him before. Uh, he's got his own podcast now, so so he's kind of he's kind of why become a big deal. And he doesn't uh, have time for Chuck as much <laughs> as we would like. Me. But Killin he's me. back, better than ever. Uh, you know him as Eric. I know him as Fleming. Uh, he is Eric. <laughs> What's Wade that? Fleming? Is that your middle name, Wade? No, that's uh. a good one. Though. That's my dad. <laughs> I, know, that's a why I, not. I like to guess name. people's okay. middle names.
1: Yeah. All right, Eric Wade. It sounds uh-huh. good. Nope, just Lee. Just Eric, Lee, Eric Lee, classic little middle names because my parents wanted you know I'm 6'4 but my parents wanted my uh, initials to be Elf I guess so Lee Fleming a...
0: sounds like someone south of the Mason Dixon yeah, right. sure. <laughs> <It> totally, <does. laughs>
1: totally does I love how you put that had us all scrambling this week right yeah, we you, were, filled, we were scrambling. you filled in for PPM yeah, yesterday I filled in for
0: minute. my dad yesterday Bible study this morning dad <laughs> texts me and says uh, says hey I, I can't do Chuck today I've got to speak at something yeah. more important than Chuck's. apparently <laughs> <I> <laughs> so we need to." Save his voice for that and so he uh said you gotta gotta get Fleming let's done. let's so, tell the so listeners about down. how that went
1: down this yeah. morning right so let's let's set this up because this was kind of little. this was frantic as all get out um you know last night we had players box but yesterday the day started with provoke which i had to i was running the tech for the av4 which was um, up at five thirty in the morning, which, as you know me, we're dear brothers. So you know that mm-hmm. my entire existence and history and life, I'm not a morning person whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the consummate night owl. Love to be up late. I can be up to five thirty, but bro, it's a struggle <laughs> on the other side getting up at five thirty. So, got up, and on top of that, those of you who have children can probably empathize with this, right? A, a seven year old who on that night when I had to get up at 5.30, decided she was scared of literally everything in her room from about midnight to three in the morning. She was scared at least 12 times. So, so, there was not much sleep, maybe like three hours that night. So, yesterday was a full day. You know, We were doing all kinds of stuff. Got to go listen to Oz do PPM, the Bible study, and crush it and, and support him. It was awesome. And a long day, so got home, literally, I think I got home at 10.30 last night and crashed on the couch with my wife, just catching up in the day, and then hit the bed at midnight, and I did not move. I don't think moved <laughs> Didn't even until turn over. 9 a.m. <laughs> so you're, you texted, Austin Text my phone at like five in the morning which i don't i don't know if it's in his mind where he's like oh eric's gonna see this but my <laughs> wife he then goes to which we all do he goes to my wife now at eight in the morning hey i need i need your husband to wake up get him up or whatever <laughs> we got to do a podcast <laughs> yeah
0: I, I kind of knew some of that like so <laughs> i texted i was like i know he's not gonna see this now it's amazing but, and i and i know he had a really late night last night so i so at around five i was thinking like Okay, by 8, i I'll te- if, he hasn't, if I haven't heard from him, I'll text Elizabeth. because I, I know I just know he had a late, early morning yesterday, like he was at church for, I don't know, while well, you were here, 14 hours maybe. Oh. I was like, I, I, so I'm going to. So she was in there at so 8 So I'm just the like already planning at like 5. Like, I'm probably going to just text Elizabeth.
1: At, she said at 8 the morning, she went there and started doing the whole, trying to test me and see where I'm at. She said she would have rubbed my back. Is he going to no, bite? No movement. <laughs> Obviously, probably sawing logs. Trying to call, say, you know, Eric, Eric, nothing, and so finally, I guess I woke up at nine, and this is at nine thirty. Hit the shower, got changed, got dressed, got here, and here we are. We're here, and we're gonna make and it you happen. You look
0: fresher than ever. I mean, you, fresher.
1: Look like, you look like you've been up since <laughs> yeah, four forty-five. I think that's the adrenaline and the endorphins of. <laughs> oh, it's nine o'clock, and I gotta be. I think here. I think
0: the text that really did it. Was was. It's, this isn't me asking you to do something. Yeah, this is I Charlie love asking it. you I love to love do it. something. Did <laughs> you do if it was you? be
1: like, no, you got someone else. But I was no, thinking, no, I'm kidding. I was I'm thinking totally thinking. Like, well,
0: you did, We were. We, Pete was setting up at like 9.15. So it's like 9.26 <laughs> and you suddenly walked in. And I'm starting to think like... <laughs> i don't like i'm not gonna like throw my friend under the bus you like but like no, how okay. do i tell my dad like yeah i just had to go solo today because fleming slept in <laughs> he just slept just, like how do i explain that i don't we know we recorded
1: in charlie's office so i was just envision you going out here and grabbing like rita hauser from her desk <laughs> rita i need someone to fill in come uh, on i need you to do this that's to so us. it's fun i'm glad we're here this is yeah, great we're here
0: big week it is it is it is guy week football week i get girls like football too but absolutely this is this is this is big time stuff for us guys week one it's hilarious because you said
1: yesterday staff meeting they got something going on here sunday for the staff like sunday afternoon and Mm -hmm. reverie or something yeah you're like you go into that was my response to you bro that's week one (laughs) (laughs) four o'clock
0: games yeah it's a big week. Yeah. It's week 2 of college football. A lot of I think a lot of big college football games this yeah, week. But uh, Texas LSU. But most notably, it's uh it's NFL week. Yeah, man. And we take that pretty seriously around here by we, I mean, uh myself Fleming and Steve Holt the uh <laughs> the the newly appointed exclusively yep. high school. senior high uh oh, high, school, high school um pastor. And so we do uh we do some we do some picks every year, and and they get pretty heated. I don't know what's on the line for our picks. I don't know why. Literally, why there needs do to be
1: something because it's just bragging rights. But we get heated like there's like millions on the line. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. I mean, we we've talked about this. We should totally record it and post. It. I think people would have uh, have some fun with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, last year we did that. Right? We started randomly. What was that? Maybe mid season. We just randomly started doing. It, our, yeah, it
0: was it was like. Uh, it was like four or five weeks. I feel like left into season when like playoff sure. predictions started yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in. Started who's who's in? Who's out? Or whatever,
1: something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was. Yeah, who's our top five? Yeah, our top um, five. But yeah, so we did a. We did. We went by division We went really. We went deepest. We went by division, and uh, we yeah. went all throughout the playoffs. Yeah, we
1: did. We did our 2019-2020 projections. Divisional winners. We did playoffs so... I don't know if there's anybody out there right now that's like, man, these guys are such dorks. We totally are. We love it.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah. so maybe we have fun with this. Let's see. Right? You want to you go through these?
0: Yeah, go, go, through, go through your picks.
1: Let's, go, let's do this. And people out there, you know, you can laugh at this or whatever, but it's all good. We're having fun here. So here's Flem's picks for the year. Here's my projection for the NFL season, how things will shake out. You as a Browns fan might not be f- fond of this one, but the AFC North I've got going to the Steelers this year um afc east of course dominated heavily by the pats every year so got them winning again oh here's the one we haven't changed this, this is what we talked about crap uh, When luck retired south. yeah yeah that yeah. would be so we we get a reprieve on that because of because of luck retiring mm-hmm. afc south was the colts i'll totally throw like the titans in there now um afc west the chargers go with the chargers right over over the Chiefs to win that division. And then the wild card I had Chiefs and I had your Brownies. I'd love to see love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. And NFC side of things, the north I got the Vikings, the East, the Eagles, the South I went with the Falcons this year. The West, the Rams. Wild card, Packers, and Cowboys, Cowboy fans feeling good this morning, right? Zeke locking up. You locked him up this I, morning?
0: I I, I I saw him trending on Twitter, so yeah, I figured that's what that yeah. meant. Yeah. He
1: locked up a six-year extension, so mm. <laughs> that might have been in question there if he wasn't going to be back,
0: right? <laughs> six years for a running back like him, yeah. that's brutal, man. Yeah, right? You get three or four maybe? Yeah. I guess the biggest it's thing is, him.
1: it's the biggest thing for him is like he got that guaranteed. He got yeah. fifty mil guaranteed, which is I mean, it's great but, great for him. But isn't it amazing when you think of that? I was thinking about that driving in of looking at his contract, he's like, Man, the wear and tear, not only him but NFL players take, but baseball players, the contracts they get, you're like, don't knock on me baseball fans. I'm a baseball fan, but man, how many hamstrings 120 this. million, right? Mm-hmm. And you got Zeke and other running backs and guys like that who are just getting destroyed week in and week out. The the toll their buddy takes and he gets a six year extension for ninety million, which is like <laughs> arguably the best back in the league mm-hmm. right now. But that's mine. So I we we'll go with I think I, the Super Bowl. There it is. I had I had Chargers versus Rams this year. So I'd love me some Chiefs. Chargers. i love my homes, but I went with Chargers. And the Rams. I'd love to
0: Michigan. see Philip get his. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I mean, River what a is, guy! He's
1: constantly falling. Yeah, constantly falling short. He's yeah, a nice guy.
0: Guys, guy. He is. He's, I don't know what that means, but he's a nice. If, if there is a guys guy, Philip nice guy. is a guys guy. What is guy. that? He has I mean, like he has like nineteen kids. I mean, we're, he does. He's a, he's a Christ follower,
1: <laughs> on dude. Right? Yeah, he, he is, loves yeah. Jesus.
0: Competitor right? doesn't
1: cuss, but he's he's a he's a nice guy. What is that office? Remember the office with Jim? I'd love that one well, where he's like, "Who was saying that? Was it Dwight?" Jim's a nice guy. That's why I got the desk. Like, like remember they're having this whole argument? And like, that's that's nice what Ryan. Of, what is it? Ryan says that. Ryan. Okay, that's what it is. I couldn't yeah. remember who it was. But it's like that Philip Rivers. He's a nice guy. Yeah. That's why he hasn't won. No. <laughs> like, um, so I'm, I, I shook it up there. I know the Chiefs mm-hmm. are, man, they're amazing. I love watching them. And I was like, ah, man, the Chargers defense and offense, they were close to it last year. So mm. let's see what happens. But they're mm. struggling, right? That's their thing. Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm they're their they're running back is still holding out. So that might change some
0: things too. I don't know. So
1: was yeah. it mine. You want me – do you have yours off the top of your head? you remember or you want me to throw yours out there?
0: Read them off. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I probably
1: – got them right here. Okay. So you're
0: AFC North. Who you have? AFC North, I have the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> got your brownies. I love it. <laughs> Pete loves it. Our producer now, now here. Part I love of my it. Pi- Part of my picks is, is that I, all three of us were so far off by the end of last year. Uh, I might as well pick who I want, and if I get lucky, I get lucky. Right. So my, these are these are these are not head picks; these are heart picks. A lot of them. You don't
1: want the heart there. Your AFC East, Pats. Pats. You also had the Colts for the South, so will you switch that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I mean, probably the Titans. I, I no, 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 I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in that, that division, probably.
1: I had, I had, t- I, man, it was close because I think the Lamar Miller injury changed my mind with it. Sean Watson's a beast, but then they lost Lamar Miller for the season. Yeah. In the preseason, why are we even doing this? But you know, speaking of the the
0: North and the South. Um, side note for the Browns fans listening, I, I I mean, this weekend as wild as it sounds, as wild as it sounds, yeah. This weekend for the Browns, this is not to make it sound like December or anything. This is a must win. Like you open with a tough if one. If you watched your first if you watched the Browns for the last decade, this is a must win. do You know who they play. So if it's Tennessee, tough game. <laughs> yeah. Not, I mean, you, yeah. you're begging them to win the division, yeah. and you would have even picked them maybe with yeah. Andrew Luck playing for the Colts. Yeah, this is a must-win for the Browns. They have not won a home opener, an opener in there. You go. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it Any might cool be. Uh, I don't know. Derek Anderson years. Like it might. It might <laughs> be that far back. It might. It might be that far back. Uh, so this is a must-win. Like this, there will be a. You know, so if they much. don't win this game, yeah. even if it's close, and they don't win, um, there will be like a oh, oh no. <laughs> right. This That's the thing be- as a as a Browns fan, right?
1: That's the thing that there's there's, there's expectations just so many things now. to
0: overcome yeah. to to uh, be like what <laughs> people are expecting them to be, which is a top ten team. Which any, if you're in the top ten in the NFL, you can win the Super Bowl. I mean, right? If, right? Like, because that just means. If you're in top 10, that, then you just have to stay healthy. Because right. the 10th best team, healthy, far right. better than the an unhealthy best team. So, uh, And some people have picked them in the top 10. But there are so many things that they have to check off their list, like win the yeah. home opener, uh, win at Pittsburgh, um, have win the division, make it to the playoffs, win a playoff game. I mean, there's so many like things yeah. that like when you think of it in the context of Packers or Patriots or you know Seattle yeah, right. teams that have been like, winning winners yeah. for a while, not a big deal. But for the Browns to make themselves an, a legitimate um, top ten team this year, there are things like that, like winning Pittsburgh. That's going to be tough this year. What is
1: your as a as a Brownie fan? What is your okay? The season's over this was a successful season yeah i, th- I think it's,
0: it's 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 those markers like it's it's i think it's like four things i i feel like we might have talked about it last week or yeah. I, maybe i talked about it with someone so those things um, home, it's, opener, it's winning win home at pittsburgh. And opener winning record at home okay winning record at home win in pittsburgh um be a bit tough what, one, maybe man. maybe the best record in the afc east or um, <clears> north yeah and win a playoff game like it's so that's five so that's things that, like if you get four out of five of those I think that's a successful yeah. year. So I don't think, I don't think going to the AFC Championship game is like mm. if they don't do that, mm-hmm. it's not a successful. No, 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 no. Gosh. They were 0 and 16 yeah. two years ago. If they right. get to the playoffs, that's an unbelievable Absolutely. turnaround. Absolutely, but in Cleveland, that will be if you, if we get to the playoffs and we're and you know we gotta we're one of the seeded teams and we lose the first game. I think people will think it's incredibly mm. underachieving year. Hmm. No, it's not. That's why that's I think you have got to put those like reasonable, realistic, but still huge markers. Like you got to be Tennessee, the first week one, you've got to win one in Pittsburgh. You've got so, to, um, yeah. you got to, you know, you got to sweep Cincinnati. You got to sweep Baltimore. Yeah,
1: we, especially this year, you can't sweep Cincinnati this year. That's yeah, pr- pretty disappointing. I mean, we're, we're granted, talking basement we this year, right? Year. We're talking basement this year for the Bengals. Poor, yeah. poor, poor Bengals. So we're talking, man, gosh four or five wins
0: <laughs> maybe that might mm-hmm. be it yeah i mean right. so to be a le- i mean th- in any sport to be a legitimate team you have to win the games you're supposed to and win some of the games right. you're not supposed to so they had to they got it so, they, so they've done that with cincinnati they've done that mm. in the division um but you they've just, got to win the games they're not supposed to they got to win in pittsburgh this is you know, the not first year right
1: you would say probably and i don't know how long because i don't know the history of the browns the first year in a long time where expectation is there right mm-hmm. Like we expect to be successful, and that's the why offense, I think and I, I want to ground we
0: myself in the expectations of a reasonably competitive team—not mm-hmm. a great team, but a reasonably mm-hmm. competitive NFL team—that if you're healthy, be fun, you man. can do pretty well against anyone on any given Sunday. It'll be fun if to you're watch. healthy. Hashtag but great I'm Navy. not. Any given my <laughs> true expectations are not reflected in my picks. Okay,
1: that's true. I know you went with your heart. Yeah. Okay, so back to it. AFC West, you got the Chiefs. Mm. Um, and then you got Chargers happy, Steelers not, making it not in.
0: Not super sold on that, but I'm, I'm man, Mahomes is it.
1: ridiculous. NFC you got NFC North Packers, East Eagles, South Saints, right? Um West Rams and then Seahawks Bears. Um so yeah, we've got we got some exciting matchups. You got and then with your heart, you went Browns and I the think, Saints. I think That'd I be started, a fun just, Super Bowl. In case of the offense, with I your think heart.
0: I, I think I just started saying why not. And. Why not? Oh God, let's just, you, know. you
1: did. It was like we were picking that. that. We got to the playoffs. You're like, wow, no, I'm just gonna go with it. You kept,
0: you even kept saying, Marie, you, kept the, saying you know, like, head, you, you Eagles Chargers, and that would be like really smart, right? Like yeah. Eagles, that sounds <laughs> good. That's back. probably what that's probably what's gonna happen. But I was like, uh, I mean, one, this man, doesn't. Man, I'm not roll. gonna get. If I pick the Eagles Chargers, that's not gonna happen. So I don't know. What do I want to see? I would love to see Baker and Mahomes. No, give me that. Yes. Give me that in the AFC Championship game, and then you know if the Browns can. To get into the Super Bowl and maybe play someone like the Eagles or something, that would be great. Yeah. But, uh, so. Golly, it'd
1: be fun. Anyway. It'd be fun. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I love this time of year. Love it. Obviously, being a dork fantasy season, obviously, for those out there. baseball's coming. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. the end of baseball. I really love when we cross into basketball, right? I love when football is still crossing into basketball. That's that's probably my like the best, right, for me. I'm like, okay, basketball starting back. We also have football going on. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Give me that. So
0: this is my favorite time of the year. My, I, <clears> I, There's nothing more. I mean, I, I love the Australian Open because it's it's you get a little taste mm-hmm. of summer in January. Yep. I love Roland Garros. I love the clay. The French Open. There's nothing like Wimbledon. Um, that's how you pronounce it in in, in the West Wimbledon, it. not Wimbledon. I love it. <laughs> um, Great. They get so mad <laughs> at you <they> Wimbledon. You think it's so mad when you say that and that's how every American pronounces it. Uh, I love the grass. I'm always watching it in Hilton Head, uh, but for me, there's just nothing that gets me more excited, nothing I get more consumed by than the U.S. Open, and uh that is on right now. It's going into week yep. two. And last night, was Roger a, Federer was got night, beat by yeah, Grigor Dimitrov, who's yep. a 78th-ranked player in the world. He's a former top number three. So when you see these headlines that Roger was beat by a 78th-ranked player, he was beat by the former number three player a year and a half ago, who's still in his physical prime. He's in his late 20s, about yeah. my age. Um, and in tennis, if you, you, know, you, 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 can, you can fall out really quick if you don't win the tournament you won last year. So if, to gain a certain amount of points, to retain the points you have that keeps your ranking where it is, you have to win the tournament that you last won mm. or else you lose those points. So you get 2,000 points for winning a Grand Slam. If you don't win that Grand Slam that year, you lose all those points and your ranking will plummet. So to be great, you have to stay no. great all the time. Grigor has gone like... Uh, the Bulgarian has has some case of the yips. Like Strong
1: name. In the last, Grigor, Grigor the Dimitrov, I love it. <laughs>
0: That's like, uh, it's cool. a good name. Uh, You're form, going up against Grigor tonight. I'd be, be a little nervous. Uh, that's kind of where he got a lot of his fame. Yeah. But uh, in the last year and a half, he's gotten a case of the yips, and he has just plummeted. Leading up to the U.S. Open, he's losing first-round qualifiers. Um, guys wow. I've never heard Guys I have it's never so heard cool. of. He's been losing to them. Uh, in the first round of Atlanta, Montreal, or was it mm. Toronto, uh, Cincinnati? Just getting just uh, anyway, he's made a huge run into the U.S. Open to the quarterfinals, where he played Roger Federer last night. who's the number three ranked player in the world and his five-time U.S. Open champion, yeah. and he beat him in five sets. Roger apparently had a back injury, but Grigor beat him in five sets. He's gone to the he's going to the semifinals. Huge for Grigor! Great one of the apparently one of the all-around great guys in the mm-hmm. tour. Um, <clears throat> fans love him. So it's re- so it's 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 a lot of uh, so I say all this to, as a segue into. Grigor's overcome something. He has had he's had uh, incredible expectations. He was a real star coming out as a young guy. He made a lot of deep runs as a young guy in his career. Has never really lived up to expectations of of his ability of what mm. he really should accomplish, but what he actually is accomplishing. Uh, but last night he. Climbed back from being the 78th ranked player in the world, playing prime time, um, has not, gosh, does not want to match him forever, uh, and he beat the the great, right now the greatest player of all time. And uh, the secret ingredient in all of that is he has hired a sports psychologist. Oh, really? And it's amazing his language pre-match, post-match was he would not say anything about Federer. He would not say anything about. Um, his language was totally self-focused with hmm. my side of the net, and it was all about just what I can control oh. and what my serve. Some players' box. And so what are there? you going to yeah. do against Federer? Well, it's just about my serve, and it's just yeah. it was just totally. Well, and I mean, I that control. self-focused yeah. in a good way of just, and, and he would just he constantly deferred anything that had to do with Federer, anything that had to do with he's playing Federer in front of tens of thousands of people, biggest tennis stadium in the world, um, hmm. and night uh, you know under the lights in New York City. And I mean, it's a lot of pressure. All yep. Federal focused. Um, that crowd it, loves some Fed. Crowd right? loves some I mean, Fed, he's and they're rooting for Fed because if, if yeah. he, he wins his next two matches, he plays Nadal at the U.S. Open. Which everyone so wants. It's never happens. Which everyone wants anyway. It never happened, yeah. It's never happened, but everyone wants that yeah, anyway, anyway, right? So people are pulling for Fed, <laughs> yeah. and it's just all entirely self-focused. And so many of the principles that I heard from Grigor last night, and even that which I didn't hear, because it's just it's just sound truth of how to overcome pressure, expectation. Mm. And perform at your highest yeah. capacity. So much of that, I know, is found in this series uh, my dad's talking about with the Road Warriors. Yeah. That is an urge and a push to start to, to for people to to see the significance and importance in um, not 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 paving the road for the child, but preparing the child for the road, the athlete for the road. And last night, as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you would launched um, the Players Box. You done the yeah. beta test, but last night was legit. So talk yeah. about the, the, the how you know legit it was last night.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, give us the philosophy of it for those that don't know, yeah, and then and yeah. also
0: how last night went.
1: Yeah. And so everything behind it, we we understand that you know from young age our students, man, middle school on is what we we focus on right now. But man, they're even filming in elementary the pressures, the stress, the expectations of. You know, the academic world the athletic world the arts side of things everyone's facing it at a younger age and you know we're hearing left and right how kids kids and students are be eaten alive by all this um, they're losing track of who they are and and some are even to the extreme opting out of life because of it and so, you know, your dad wanted to create this initiative and, you know, I'm all for it and, and see the need to. We see it, you know, as working with students and in ministry and counseling students left and right, that kids are succumbing to this. They don't know how to cope. They don't know how to deal with. They don't know how to process through. They don't know really kind of how they're wired. And so we wanted to help um, resource students and parents to better face press and pressure and stress That comes along with just life, right? I mean, this this initiative is not at all to avoid these things, to better understand who we are um and how we then respond to those. And so, you know, I I don't know if you heard me talking about it. I've been on this kick yesterday at Provoke. I was doing doing the tech at six AM and so so in the back, I'm doing the tech, and, and I wanted to read this book. So I'm literally reading this book during, during Provoke. I'm like, really paying attention. Sorry, Scott, Justin. Sorry, I told Kathy yesterday. That sorry, she's laughing. But I read this book, which has been amazing, called The Coffee Bean. And The Coffee Bean is seriously the premise of Player's Box. It's by John Gordon, who's a motivational speaker, he is in sports psychology, is an incredible man, uh, is a, loves Jesus. Um, but this Coffee Bean, this book, this idea is spreading through – the universities he's speaking everywhere you they're putting signs up at, at, at like uh, football facilities about the coffee bean and the story is this it's amazing that it starts with this it's it's you know I did this with the parents yesterday I said what does a carrot do when you put it in boiling water what is what does it do under that type of pressure under that immense heat what does it do right it, it weakens it softens right mm-hmm. the all- opposite side of that is the egg what does that do when you put it in the same thing that same environment it hardens. Right? It's almost like it's like us humans getting callous to our environment, right? So we have that general, those general spectrums for most humans, right? Either my environment or my circumstances are even weak in me. I'll get soft and I maybe have this victim mentality that I am completely defined by my circumstances, right? The other side is you become callous, you become hard. I resist everything then like I'm, I'm unable to give love and able, unable to receive love, right? I am so hard and callous by this. Um, And John Gordon's take, which is killer, is we should be the coffee bean. What does the coffee bean do? We know we love our coffee. Mm -hmm. What does the coffee bean do in that same thing, right? Coffee bean does the same as grounds, the exact same thing, right? It's just it takes longer. So you put a coffee bean in hot boiling water an hour or two, what? What's it do? Makes coffee, right? Mm -hmm. It transforms its environment. And so he says that's the goal is that we transform our environment. We're not defined by our circumstances, we define our circumstances, no matter what you're in. And he the book, just easy read. If you're listening, man, it is a 30-minute read, super short. If you hate reading, which I don't, but if you hate reading, man, you can do it in 30 minutes. It's quick, and it's amazing, amazing thought. And, and so he just walks through this young man's life from, from school, high school, from the academic pressure to athletics, to college, where he goes into a military school, where they talk about, he talks about the curriculum they're taught, for the first year there, the curriculum was to get the, the students to fail. And so in, and, and with facing failure, if you are a carrot or an egg, they knew they would wash out of the system. And those who had that sense of that coffee bean mentality would stick with it. Mm-hmm. He follows them into marriage and to work, and it's just the coffee bean mentality constantly through there. And, and like your dad's been doing with Road Warriors, John Gordon's quote is killer. Do you want to teach your kids to survive or to thrive? That's what it is. That's what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing the road for them is just helping them survive, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing them for the road is helping them to thrive, and whatever the circumstances are. And that's, man, I, I, I kicked off players' box with our with our parents saying that is that is this is dead on what we're trying to do here, mm-hmm. to help create more coffee bean, bean, bean mentalities in our students. And so, you know, your dad uses the acrostic of play, right? and and this acrostic is what we cover in the six-week sessions from a variety of books that we've read and built curriculum on, from Grit, from Mindset from Carol Duckworth, Upside of Stress, Mind Gym by Gary Mack, man, Fill in the Blank Flow is a great book, Um, so many books that I'm forgetting right now, but all of this has been put together in this six-week session. Mm around this acrostic right play the p is personality type which affects pressure how does the how does the student relate to pressure the personality type is what we talked on last night we focused on that our students take a personality assessment before they come to the first night right um, it's the old school i believe I believe it's gary smallings test of lion beaver otter golden retriever right mm-hmm. um, when you kind of again it's the same thing with all the tests that are going on enneagrams everything else that's going on right now it's not to, to define the box you're in, to say, this is your box, this is who you are. It's to help you understand how to live out of that box, right? To get out of your box, right? How to interact with those who are not wired like you, to learn how to respond to pressure when you understand who, more of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they take these tests, they understand, oh, I'm, for me personally, I, I am this beaver-otter slash, right? Beaver it internalizes pressure, which is totally my life. It's totally my life throughout history. Um, from basketball world growing up to, to probably even today, I internalize pressure. I, I, I'm hard on myself. I, 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 if I'm not aware of it, I'll become more egg-like. right? I get hard and I get upset. When I played in high school, my coach is on me. I internalize it and say, I cannot wait to compete against someone to crush them. Whatever that is, like I'm taking this out on you, this kid from another school who's standing across from me. When we're about to tip off, it's like, man, my coach has been going hard, and I'm taking it off, I'm taking it out on you. And that kid's right. It's like, why? Like, why mm-hmm. you do like you know? That's how that's how my pressure is. I get mad, and I'm going to take it out on someone. And, but on the same way, I'm the otter like because under pressure, I respond sarcastically. Right under this pressure, it's like, how can I respond with some joke? How can I make light of this and kind of blow this off? So that's why I'm kind of like that balance of either one of those. Um, and so we talked about that last night with the students and the parents that, man, for us to relate as parents to our students, we have to understand, one, how I'm wired as a parent, and then two, how my student and my kiddo is wired, right? So I can understand, man, I don't talk to them the same way I talk to myself if my kid is wired differently, right? Um, it's My my son's that way. My son is not at very very few things were similar in right he's quiet you know this he's like he's like elizabeth who's very quiet and reserved my wife mm-hmm. and like you know so i constantly say "We're you know you would probably empathize with this. parenting is the hardest thing i've ever done in my entire life and nothing comes remotely close right and it's constantly a growth step for me or i am constantly failing and god is hitting me with two by fours in the face to so, wake up eric wake up you're blowing this and i'm using this to grow you right? um and so those will happen when I talk to my son. You know, I get up, maybe I get upset with him or whatever for he's not doing things and generally doing things what the way I would do them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm constantly reminded, oh you, man, Brayden, you're not wired like me. Your you, God has wired you to be Brayden, not Eric, not Daddy. So mm-hmm. it's that realization that he's not me. So understanding this better helps us relate to not only one another but how we face pressure and how we deal with it. Um, the L of play is learning style which affects our kind of our practice. How does the performer process information? And so in the next week or so we'll talk about that. Am I a visual learner? Am I a kinesthetic learner? Am I an auditory learner? Uh, for me I'm visual with kinesthetic. I got to see it. I got to see a visual of it and I want to go work it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's important to how each player, student, academic, artist relates and learns information. Right? Um, you're not gonna preach at someone who's a visual learner. Right? It's like I'm just shutting down. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't gather information well when you do that. So I'm not. You're not speaking well to me. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like that in leadership. We know this. That you know each person that is under you, around you. You don't talk the same way to. Right? You know how. They like to receive information, and so we try to adjust the way we talk to them. Same thing in on, on our teams and on our schools with our students. I mean, I'm sure teachers do the same thing, right? We try to be more specific to each one and how they're wired in their learning style. So mm-hmm. we talk about that during Player's Box. A of the play is ability level. Why is a performer participating in a particular art sport uh, subject? Why am, I, why am I doing this, right? Um, so for me basketball why am I doing this I shared last night why am I doing this because I do this well right my mentality was I don't I don't need this to get me ahead in life I just played because I did it well um, and so when scholarships came around for college and when I got to test those waters I was quickly like man this isn't what I want right I'm not I'm not sold out to the game every waking moment I'm just not eating breathing sleeping this thing so I just enjoy playing so I'm done with it at this point right I was aware of that. Or there's also other students it's like, no, I need this to get to the next phase in life. I need this to carry me through the next four or eight years, whatever that is, right? And so you have that perspective, okay, my ability level um, is, it's not necessarily the ability level, right? We can't cap potential. We don't know how, what the ceiling is for our students. So we, that's the big thing we say to our parents and even to our students. We say, hey, no one knows your ceiling of potential, right? It's right now, it could be through the stratosphere. We don't know what that is. Because you're young still, you're still figuring these things out. You're gaining experience. You're gaining things, so we don't know what your potential is right now. Um, but the ability level says. But why do you do this, right? Right? Why do I do this? Is this a thing that I have to have a white knuckle grip, or is it just more? I like the social aspect of it. I just like playing with, with other students or playing basketball with my teammates or whatever it is. Like if if that's it, then then it helps you relate better to the one on the team who's like, I, I got, I, I live or die on this thing. Like I got to get to the next level. So. It helps you deal with that. And the last one of the y is the yes factor, which is huge. It affects positivity. What is the performer's attitude towards self? right? This is huge. I said, I said probably one of the maybe the biggest thing is this because we lack positivity, gratitude. Um, and, and our culture today, right? I just told, I was telling our parents, just scroll through your social media feed, and there's not much of this positivity, gratitude, appreciation in
0: mm-hmm.
1: our culture. And so when we grow up through that, we, we generally take that on. And so we talk to our students about, man, being more positive, being more gracious, being more appreciative, uh, uh, you know, and, and so we do things like self talk. Uh, how do you talk to yourself? There's one practice we do. Uh, during one of the weeks where the students all stand up and we tell them to, to get a partner and face each other, okay? And then we tell them, hey, tell your partner the worst thing you've ever said to yourself during, during whatever you're doing, whether it's uh, I'm playing a game or I, I, I'm taking a test or I'm blowing it or I I'm just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm blowing this test. So what is it you're saying to yourself? Maybe it's during a performance and it's not going well. What are At the times, where we're, I don't know about you, but man, I said some awful things to myself, right? Mm-hmm. Awful things that, my gosh, my, my parents would probably blush at, right? Awful things that a now pastor should probably never say to himself, right? Mm-hmm. And so we tell the students then to say that to your partner. Tell, tell your partner what the thing. say to your partner the things you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing the response. They all kind of look back up to the stage and like, I'm not going to do that. Right? Right? You're like, uh-huh. I'm not going to say that four-letter word. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to say that to this person. And then we say, why would you say it to yourself? Like, mm-hmm. you say it to yourself. Why, you know, if, if it's too harsh for them, why are you saying it to yourself? And so mm-hmm. it's just an example we use with them because we constantly do applications and activities to drive to drive in that core content of what your dad's sharing that night And mm-hmm. And it's just been, a, a, our hope is that with this content, with these resources, opening the eyes of parents because we tell the, I tell the parents, hey, they're in that other room because of you. I mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry, <laughs> like I'm not trying to be harsh. Yeah. I'm the same way, right? It's because of the expectations, the pressures, and stress that we maybe perpetuate at home, even though it's there at school. We still perpetuate at home, and and we we're not doing it ill will, right? We're mm-hmm. just, I think we just lose sight of all of the things that are pressing down on our students. And so we're just trying to open the eyes of ways to help better process this stuff, to respond to these things, and, and hopefully Players Box is doing that. And so last night we had 52 combined. And so over the course of beta and this, we we have had about 120 students. And oh, wow. so it's been it's been a, a really fun thing to do. I think for me, the parent session kind of blew me away of just how much – receptive where they are, the constant response where, man, we had no idea. These resources are incredible. The community that starts to build. I jokingly said last night, it's like a support group. I was like, because we have all these people coming together, and last night's the first time, but they they sit in round tables, right? And so we have discussions at their tables. We'll throw out questions for them to talk about. And for during the beta session, we had one group that were so close that they, they continued a group after it, like mm-hmm. continuing to get together. And so... It's just been really cool to see see the the the, the fruits of the labor for mm-hmm. sure of it. I mean, but
0: and you, there's a, a hopeful of the fruit. The, the, the child is obviously the fruit, and the, the, yeah. the the what manifests in them. But really, the the intent, the 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 fruit that you and my dad and the team, Kathy, are there, the intentional f- fruit to bear is really with the parents and the mm-hmm. and the. And the that uh, was a Cesar Milan um, philosophy that I don't train dogs; I train dog owners, mm-hmm. and that's really the. because, I mean, there's no students I don't think to really listen to Chuck. It's mostly right. the people of the parent, parental demographic, yeah. and, and and that's where the that's where the practicality comes into it. Uh, as you share that the, the uh, largely on the weekend that you're hearing through these these two or three four weeks of Road Warriors. You're hearing the ideology, and, and the ideology makes us aware, too. Is that ideology uh, manifesting in my life or in how I'm behaving, how I'm um, acting out what I believe is right or wrong or what am I doing? It makes us evaluate um, our, how, how we're parenting. and That's what the weekend is, and that's as much as the weekend can ever serve you. That's as much as a vision can ever serve you. And, and my dad would say the same thing if he were here. That, that he can't. That mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be fixed until we take the vision and the ideology and make it practical. And, and everything you heard from, from Fleming about it—that is the practicality of it—that um, comes from only doing the doing the actual work in Players' Box. And um, unfortunately, it's not just about your kids. It is. It is largely about us as parents. Yeah. And uh, and it's and I think that's the cool thing. It's it's run. It's run by and put on by people who. Have been parents, and are parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that I think yeah. that's and and you've also and as you share with with your story, you've you've been the student as well too. Um, but you know the, the, like my dad, who's you know we, we've grown up. But you, you know you, this is very real and, and very personal for you because um, you're doing it right now and um, you're you're succeeding and failing as you go right now. Right. And it's very, it's live for you. Right. Yeah. In the midst of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like, Braden's we, fourth, fifth grade, was he? He's
1: fifth grade. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So, you, so you're in the,
1: I better, <laughs> get, this. I better get this right. <laughs> He's my guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. right? and, and you know what? That's what I love. I, you know, I know a lot of our parents out there struggle. That shows a lot
0: of humility for you there because, because right. like, you might get it wrong. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, I, and the thing is, how do you respond to that when you say you might get it wrong? I'm open, yeah. I'm open to that. I'm open to that. I'm willing to be wrong on this, right? Mm hmm. Um, but I think a lot of our parents struggle with that. You know, throughout all of my ministry experience, and it's not a ton, um, there have been parents after parents that maybe they, they've raised their kid up in the way they should go, or like Proverbs says, right? Right? Train your kid up in the way they should go. So later, maybe the, they won't go away from that. They'll come back to that. But how many parents in that time where they go away from this or they deviate from what the parents have been trying to instill in them have this question of, oh, I've failed as a parent. What did I do wrong, right? Every time... During our our kids' misspent youth, and I was one of those misspent youths. Our, I'm sure my parents were like, "Well, what did I do wrong?" And I constantly say, "There's nothing you do wrong, right? That's the whole thing of free will beings. That God allows us to be free will beings, right? It doesn't matter the road that if, if you wanna if you wanna prepare the road, maybe you even prepare the child." It doesn't necessarily mean that child's going to take to that, right? When they come of age and they can make their decisions. Mm-hmm. But you like, like Solomon says, you're training them up in the way they should go, mm-hmm. that later hopefully they come back to that. And there's that sense of like, there's going to be a time where they go away from it, right? Yeah. right? It's the whole prodigal, right? That There's going to be times where they may go away from it. But I'm willing to be wrong on this. And there's going to be times that I will, I, you know, I talk to my, you do the same thing. We talk to our kids like they're adults, I want my kid to be on that level to understand the way we talk, and we talk a lot about these things with Brayden and, and, and Addison, and eventually Carter. Um, but I am I'm very much of the of the mindset that they <laughs> they very much will not go that way, right? Yeah. They may make, and that's the point of life, right? To there's going to be failure, there's going to be disappointment, but how do we pick ourselves up and respond to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's much the life. I love the way John Gordon put it in his book Coffee Bean, that life is a pan. Pot of boiling water, right? Every day, work, life balance, family, uh, disappointment, school—all these things going on. That it's it's a pot of boiling water, and so how do we how do we respond to that environment?
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, it's worked out really well because as I told you, we were going. My dad and I were going to talk about. Um, the series Road Warriors and mm-hmm. the players box because it was starting up. So this worked out really well that uh, the The uh, the other kind of co-owner in the players box um, woke up this morning was the, Woke up this morning and was able to, <laughs> to make it to work <laughs> uh, So it was a struggle. Yeah, it was so, super hard. Yeah, that, that's great um, Last thing I want to <laughs> add is that I want to add a new uh, segment uh, portion uh, method to Chuck this year and that is, uh, email me questions, tweet at me questions, topics uh, that you would like uh, Charlie and I to speak on, uh, rap about, or or, um, or answer. And you, the listener, know that uh, we cover anything from sports and culture and movies yeah. uh, to uh, theology, um, leadership. And there's, there's, there's a, you know the broad range of, of, of topics we we discuss whether it is you know what's wrong with um, Roger Federer's back or the eschatology in Daniel seven. we, can, there we go. I love we it. can go. We can go anywhere with it, and <laughs> and we'd love to. So uh, you can email me at Austin dot MacMahon at southbrook.org, or you can tweet at me at Morning underscore Smooth. Wait, what to spell that and out? That morning is no G. M O R N I N underscore S M O O V E, morning underscore smooth. smooth. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time, way too much. Yeah. So you can get at me at both of those places and, and, and either DM me or tweet at me or send me an email of those questions. And if they are, uh, when we will try to work them in through our discussion, maybe they'll become a topic of a whole episode. Maybe we'll just answer them. But we'd love to just get more involved with what do you guys want to hear a lot of times in the church lobby and in the atrium, whatever, uh, Hey, talk about this. Should you talk about that. And I, and I won't remember that if you ask me or tell me. So, um, so yeah, email us and, uh, I'd love to add that, that portion in. Uh, so yeah. hopefully dad will be back next week. If not, Fleming yeah. will be back. And Theology we'll and culture with little, the Chucks. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. It's a great yeah. segment. So Thanks for coming by. Thanks guys. And, uh, hope, uh, hope you guys, uh, got something out of it. I think, I think it was good. Thank you. Thanks, brother. See you guys next week.